Hello, folks. Hey, this is Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, again on the 39th episode of the Ask LFC podcast. If you're one of our uh, sort of uh, first followers, that's kind of who we consider this podcast is for. Not trying to reach the world, but be unified and uh, and stay connected as a church body. Um, I, th- I still think it's super fascinating that we started this pad- podcast the week before the shutdown, not knowing it would be even more important that we have lots of ways to stay connected during this year. Uh, I'm sitting here with our special guest for today, whom I'll introduce in just a moment. I'm really excited for you to meet him. Um, but first off, uh, just a little housekeeping. Hey, last Sunday's sermon was the Tower of Babel. And like many other commentators before me, we connected that in the message to uh, humanity's engagement with technology, with new technology specifically. Will it be something that we use as a gift from a good giver and we use it as in a life of worship to serve the ends of our flourishing, which is God's mandate in Genesis 1 and 2? Or... <laughs> Will we serve it as they did back in the day of the Tower of Babel? And we apply that to social media uh, and screens. And I've been super aware of my screen usage all week. I hope that was helpful. As a follow-up, next week we're going to introduce you to a ministry partner. Get to know a ministry partner who's an elder in our church. He's a lifetime tech worker and executive. He's been with Microsoft and uh, the last years with Amazon with their uh, part of ramping up their cloud capability. So dude knows his stuff about the tech industry. He's also a follower of Jesus and a parent to a teen and a preteen. He and I had great interaction after last Sunday's sermon, and I thought it'd be helpful for all of us to listen in on uh, his conversation. So I'll introduce you to him next week. Also, uh, keep your questions. This is called the Ask LFC Podcast. In another couple of weeks, we'll have an, uh, a question, uh, ministry partners question episode. Um, we're particularly, since we're all reading through Scripture at the same pace in the book of Genesis currently, we'll keep the questions focused there probably. Please keep sending them in to asklfc at lakeforest.org or me personally. A lot of you guys email me personally. That's fine. Just this morning, I was interacting with a super interesting question about another one of those freaky details in the prehistory section of Genesis chapters 1 through 11. Like one of those, like you're, it's just trippy in the words of my generation. And I really had fun interacting with this group. Uh, They asked a great question, which shows they're paying really good attention. And part of the answer was, we have to allow for some mystery in these early prehistory chapters of Genesis and really discern what's the message rather than demanding we can discern every detail. Um, So, but it was fun and we'll probably start with that question in that episode because I thought it was interesting. Last thing, this Sunday will be our first Sunday offering Kidtropolis at the same time as our in-person worship options. I want to re-emphasize something to you guys because I know you pay attention, which is when we open up a new worship experience in person, or in this case, kids ministry, our youth ministry, gosh, they've been having 150-ish kids in small groups distanced on Sunday nights outside around fire bowls. When we offer these, we're not saying you should be here. We're saying for those who need it and want it, and it's safe for you to do so in your conscience, we're offering this option to serve your spiritual needs. So 
I want you to hear that. Also, you may notice we didn't make a big, fat, hairy public deal about starting back our Kidtropolis ministry because it was really just an internal announcement to our Lake Forest families who've been hungry for this. We, uh, we know that we're doing all this with the utmost attention to safety. Uh, we just don't know that it's really the best look to go out and promote to all of uh, Mecklenburg County, hey, all the kids come back. Um, they wouldn't know how to take that, and it might send the wrong message publicly where we still are coming off of this wave of the pandemic. So just want you to know our reason behind that. Okay, all that. Today I'm introducing to you, and I don't have a drum set or I would do a drum roll. Um, how do they do it in Wayne's World? <laughs> no, 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 that, that's, uh, that's Christmas Vacation. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Terrell Huntley. Hello, Terrell. Hey, Mike, man. It's a pleasure to be here, man. A pleasure. It's this is my third day in. It's his third day on yeah. the J-O-B. Terrell, um, we went through an extensive interview process with uh, a lot of candidates. Yes. Terrell, there were at least two candidates, okay? Nine, um, applying to be a church planting pastor yeah. of Lake Forest Church, University City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- through our interviews in the fall with elders and staff, and we really came clear the Monday before Thanksgiving, I think, is when you and wow. I had the final conversation yeah. and said, um, let's do this. That God has knit together yes. Lake Forest Church, our mission, vision, and values, mm-hmm. our vision for church planting, along with who God's made Terrell Huntley yeah. uh, specifically. Why Why were you interested in this job? Well, uh, so weirdly... Um, like maybe about three years ago, God was like, Hey, I want you to plant. And, and before that, like everything like in my life had led up to planting. I have participated, led, served in every ministry, like of the church. And, um, and I, and I was a person that was, was kind of known as like the project manager. And so help launch start we need something new launch yes let's ask terrell yes and so man from campuses to um student ministry to young adult uh, to mission I've, i want to i want to delve in on a couple of those things terrell interestingly um your your work experience your experience set prior to now accepting the the role of a lead pastor yes who's planting a church with a specific vision your, your profile is totally similar to mine Yeah. Uh, as I was growing up in ministry. In particular, I was an assistant minister at a growing, vibrant church. Mm-hmm. And because it was growing, they're like, we need to start this new thing. Right. Hey, Mike Moses, why don't you do that? And that was how I figured out that, yes. that my unique style of spiritual leadership God had given me, not the right spiritual leadership, but just my band, my lane, right. was entrepreneurial or starting things. You have been doing that. Tell them what your job has been at what church. It's kind of close to us. Yeah. Um, so I came from uh, Forest Hill Church, which is the mother. The mother, church. our yeah. own mother yeah. church. I came from Forest Hill Church, and I and I was there for like 10 years. And um, and I was just graced to be a part of, um, like, each ministry there and, like, learning and just diving in head first. And so it started with um, worship and then students. And then I became worship pastor 
um, and then to a campus launch and then a young adult and then a missions um, and then online. This is one of the great differences between Terrell and I. We do share a, a similar uh, career preparation for mm-hmm. this calling of church planter. <laughs> Something we don't share is being a great musician and worship leader. Terrell <laughs> um, could have a career in his own right as a musician. Uh, a, he's a very meticulous, gifted musician and worship leader. Mm. Like the worship leading videos, I got hype. I stood <laughs> up. I showed it to Angie. I was like, I couldn't watch it sitting down. Wow. I'm like, I want to stand up and shout to, yeah. to the Lord. Um, so that's kind of fun, and we might enjoy a bit of Terrell mm-hmm. and our worship team here at Lake yeah. Forest Huntersville yeah, looking forward to it. prior to the launch of University City. Would you tell us um, specifics about the young adult ministry and, and the, the philosophy and the type of ministry that you started at Forest Hill really gets at the unique vision of what our prayers are, our yeah. aspiration for Lake Forest Church U City. Yes, it's actually perfect. Uh, timing, perfect. Area one, I love North Charlotte. My wife loves like the North Charlotte, loves the uh, UC area. And um, and so, but there. Yeah, you're kind of dressed a little less like a South Charlotte walking around <laughs> South Park Mall yeah. in your penny loafers and your button down. Right. You're dressed a little less like right. that right now bit. than maybe a little more North Charlotte. A little bit. I am, uh, <laughs> man, I, yeah, I, uh, uh, the thing that I love is I love like art. I love culture. So I may express that in this way and Mm -hmm. and interesting. And this um, allows, you know, a a lot of good safe uh, conversations too. Um, And so, especially for college students at, uh, Mm. um, and at Charlotte. And so um, I have definitely developed a heart for college students because uh, they are such in a, a catapulting place in their life yeah. and and there's just a lot of things that could happen mm. but i know that jesus should happen for them and so mm. and so um it's been like a pleasure serving the college students like in that area and as well as um like i just love uh like uh, the diversity of the school and of the uh, uc area and so um, excited about church. Planning. Yeah, the University City area, as we pulled yes. the demographics, is, uh, uh, I'll get this wrong, about 1% point only. Uh, I want to say 37% right. Anglo, 38% African American, yes. uh, and then other, but the majority of other actually being yep. East Asia, East and South Asian. Yes. Um, with a significant Latino population. So uh, to, to plant a church there that reflects the image of God yes. in the people in that area, whether they know Christ yet or not, would be to plant a multi-ethnic church or a cross-ethnic church. Yes. And Terrell, tell me what that looked like. One of the things that was intriguing to me. So to plant a multi-ethnic, cross-ethnic church, friends, in church planting circles around the country, this is what denominations are asking about, thinking about, talking about in seminaries. Right. And everybody's like, man, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. And then we meet this young friend named Terrell, he's like, mm-hmm, college fellowship, check, multi-ethnic, citywide, yep. young adult fellowship, mm-hmm. check. There's something pretty cool you did in the West Charlotte yes. corridor that was about community conversations, mm-hmm. and it was very multi-ethnic. Yes. 
tell us, um, give us a, a thin slice here on the coll- either the because you you were starting these for Forest Hill, but really right. they became citywide mm-hmm. for your college or your young adult. Give us a little bit of a thin slice about how did that come together as a truly multi ethnic group. What were some of the decisions you made that yeah. that led to it? Having the possibility of being multi, I think. What did it look and sound like? Right. Yeah. So I. Um, so the things I've learned is one. I started with uh, leadership, and and I was intentional. Okay. And about having different cultures as leaders, and so I had Hispanic, African, um, and and uh, white, and I just had all these leaders who were different. And so that is where, like, it started and trickled down. I have always had a heart for cross-cultural and uh, ministries. And, you know, in my mind, it's like, I don't understand why we're not doing this. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think it is a hard thing because uh, people are so different. And, and, uh, but, and I think that we know that like Jesus is something that we uh, can rally around a person who can rally mm-hmm. um, uh, like around us as well. So, um, so my heart for starting that uh, was really honestly a place to start a multi-ethnic ministry. Okay. I'm like, okay. And it, it just so happens. They wanted a college or young adult ministry. College. Yes. And for you in right. your head, you're like, mm-hmm, yep. I'm starting multi-ethnic. Yes. yes. And they were, a lot of them are naturally there. Okay. That's their lifestyle. Okay. That's the way they live. And so, um, I, like, yeah. I think, is this true? And I know we've talked about it yep. for those under 35 or let's say under 30, they've now been enculturated in a world that celebrates multiculturalism yes. that is welcoming it right and that de facto is in america that you like older generations are getting you there's a lot written about right. getting used to the fact that we truly are a multi-ethnic nation and how are we making our peace with that fact right. younger generations seem to live with it as an is yes uh and and therefore question to you is it authenticating or not authenticating for non-Christians under the age of 30, 35, mm-hmm. if a church is or is not multi-ethnic? Like, is that a key factor of actually reaching the culture to present a multi-ethnic witness? Um, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, but not many people would, um, uh, like, agree with me, maybe. But, but I definitely think so. I think it's one of the things that they look for mm-hmm. is a person under 30, that's what they're looking for. Is okay. this a multi-ethnic place? Um, is this a safe place? Um, and and I think that is telling okay. of a lot about the the culture there and then the theology um, and of the, the space. And so um, I think so. Okay. Um, so a little bit about what did it – so you, you started with leadership in these mm-hmm. fellowships that you started – Including even the West Charlotte Conversations. This yeah. is another ministry that Terrell and a, a fellow elder and leader at Forest Hill, a mm-hmm. white female, yeah, Liz started. Malice. Liz, uh, I, I respect her leadership a lot. Um, uh, so similarly, you started at the leadership level, right? And, and um, uh, tell us a little bit what the either young adult or college fellowship looked and felt like that mm-hmm. that sort of also then led to it, it being successfully multi-ethnic? Yeah, so I leaned. Um, and so because I knew 
that I was dealing with a lot of younger um, white, uh, like a young adults. I leaned heavy on the opposite side of more urban. Okay. Um, because I knew that's where the work was. Okay. And and that's. Do and, you and mean uh, to like trust. even an artistic, artistic or musical yes. ethos? Is that what? You're- yes. So. Um, uh, uh, all of those plus, plus like the hood of Charlotte, like mm-hmm. um, Johnson C. Smith, all of them. Okay, um, they needed to know that they could trust this ministry and that this ministry was for them. Okay, um, as 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 well as the South Boulevard, um, mm-hmm. the Hispanics there also needed to see that this place is a safe place for them okay. as well. And so um, I leaned heavy on that side, which took a lot of teaching okay. of like, hey, guys, we have to die a t- a to ourselves. And and this is what has a to happen in order a t- a to become well-balanced for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they got it, and they were like, we get it, and and we're in, and um, and and I just had some like incredible leaders that helped me push that, and so uh, the music sounded a certain way. It sounded more, it sounded less CCM, mm-hmm. more uh, maybe gospel, hip hop, all that, um, and so um, and and they loved it. They were fine with it, and um, it just it made a a place where. I think people thought like a safe place. Uh, that's my like whole entire thing. It's like mm-hmm. a place for the people mm-hmm. and like, who are the people? Um, and that's not just one kind of person. And so um, it's a really safe space. Huh. When we started, uh, when, when me and friends planted Lake Forest, 1998, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what I was aware of was lacking in the cultural space of churches mm. was I was I, I was 32. I was old and wise at yeah. that point. <laughs> but what I was aware of was that I felt like the the heart, the um, cultural sensibilities heart of my generation, Generation X, yes. was not reflected uh, in leadership or stages of churches. Right. And, and my heart was evangelism, especially for unchurched Gen Xers. Yeah who I'm the oldest Gen Xer, right. so this was just the beginning of the wave. And so similar to what you're saying, I just kept pushing, pressing that our music would sound as grunge rock as yes, possible. Yes, In order to, con- that sends so many cultural, it's not to be cool. Right. Because right. it's not cool anymore. Right. But, but it was actually cool at the yeah. moment. It's not to be cool. It is, it communicates a whole thing when it hits a person who right. is of that culture right. communicates so much else. We never approximated that perfectly, right. um, but that was uh, that was a fresh expression of contextualizing the gospel to a, a subculture. Quite frankly, right. I didn't realize at the time that I was also therefore saying. It's a white subculture. I couldn't have told you. I didn't have that kind of self-awareness. Right. But pretty much if you're yes. listening to Nirvana in that year right. and watching Wayne's World, a couple right. other things. Which I <laughs> have not done that. So, <laughs> Okay, next next one-on-one staff meeting, Terrell. The joys of Wayne's yeah. World. Put uh, me on. Uh, well, um, cool. Can you tell us a little bit about, it? was it civil conversations yeah. in West Charlotte? Civil gatherings. Civil gatherings. Yeah. Um, so that... 
Uh, was so there was a really big issue. There is a really big issue with a gentrification uh, that's happening on West Charlotte and West End. And okay. so the uh, the funny thing about that is like West Charlotteans uh, think that the West End name right it, it should not be like ah. no this is West Charlotte. Okay. And so. Oh, it's sort of like let's can we pull a little bit of South End over right. here and yeah. That's basically what's happening. Okay. So they took South End, North End that's happening now, uh, and they are putting it on the West End and, and so there's this like distinct line. It's very visible. It's like, hey, there are five hundred thousand dollar houses over here and then right across the street there are a drug addicts, prostitutes, um, the hood is I call it. Um, and so And then some elderly residents who've lived elderly, there their whole life. Yes. And yeah. Yes. And so so there was this issue of of like how do they get along? And I saw this hanging there and I was like, hmm, I I and I think I can help this. And so um so Forest Hill was like, Yep, and we see it, do it. And uh, and there was uh, thankfully there was a um, there was a a a, uh, a there's a place that's called Blue Blaze Brewery. Okay. And I approached them and I saw that they were sitting right in the middle of okay these two things happening, um, like uh, the hood and the the rich houses. And so I asked, hey, hey, could I use your uh, space your uh the brewing uh side of it uh, to just host monthly family dinners okay so long tables of food and 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 this was before covid long tables of food and people sharing and eating and like passing plates and all that stuff and um and you know i didn't know how it was was going to go and all I knew was like I had uh, to literally hit the pavement with flyers and all that stuff and knock on doors and be like hey this is happening in your neighborhood it's free food so free please come and it's not just you know finger foods this is actually <laughs> food yeah, food yeah. so uh, we uh, got food from a local um um, uh, like a restaurant called Ch- Chicken and Ribs. Okay. And um, oh yeah, no. yeah, great place. And so they gave us a lot of food, and we like uh, just met monthly and um, ate and talked. And it was such a beautiful hmm. sight of the kinds of people who walked in. And I was just really thankful. I was like, man, God, thank you for allowing this to happen because and people really from both sides of this line yes came. yes it, from both sides and i'm talking about all the way far left to far right and um it was just the most beautiful thing i've seen huh. and um and i was just thankful that god had allowed me to like lead in this thing that i didn't think could really happen hmm. and um and it was just a a beautiful beautiful thing so um and i understand that that uh you would have been content and almost expected yeah this will be a nice little group of people right and every week it 
it, or every month it, it almost doubled and yes it did. uh and covid happened yes um, and then COVID happened. but that's beautiful stuff um it, what a picture uh and uh, boy yeah it would be part of mm-hmm. and i think like a part of that success a lot of it was me sharing my leadership with like liz uh, and a mouse who was a white woman mm-hmm. and, who, and an executive like executive uptown. high level mm-hmm. um, high level thinker and they saw us both as equal uh, leaders and that and so that modeled yeah. uh, something like oh they're not playing like they really want huh. uh, this unity and, um, and so I think that helped a lot and so I'm taking that and bring it here, yeah. Like uh, with me and uh, um, and just and just um, praying through and and like hopefully starting that same thing, that same feeling. With well, Lake Forest, you that's what we're praying for, and we're yeah. beginning to uh, introduce you to the congregation. Yeah. We will this Sunday, and we're excited to see where God takes this mm-hmm. as movement forward. Even in a pandemic, yeah. Even um, in a pandemic. Okay, now I need to back all the way up. At first, I just need to ask you some questions about you, and then we'll finish with how you how you met Christ. Yes, and why He's so precious to you, and you want to hold Christ out to others. Yes, because that's kind of your job. It's kind of funny to talk yeah. about that as a job, but yeah. but it actually is. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, I've made my peace with that through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie is oddly is uh, Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah, All right. So that's like a culture breaker bender. Yes, I I laugh through the entire thing. <laughs> Hilarious. Favorite um, musical artist? Oh, I would say honestly, this is mm, uh, uh, Jay Z, and he's right. a a um, hip hop artist. I, so. I, I I do know that. Okay. Terrell. I just want to make sure, Mike. I Terrell, just I make thought sure. you knew me well enough that you wouldn't have to explain Jay Z. I just want. That's like saying. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Now he's a musician and a rapper. You might not have heard of him. Come on, man. Yeah. And I just want to make sure, Mike. You know, so you know. Oh, I'm gonna have a lot of moments like this, like old white guy moments. I can just tell. I can just, and my boys are gonna love it. Um, they're gonna be very grateful for yeah. you. Um, uh, put me in my place. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Favorite. You play multiple instruments. Favorite instrument to play. Oh man, the. Funnest is the drums, but um, I am most. I'm. I play the 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 piano most. The keys most. Probably easier to lead worship from the, the keys. Is, yeah. Um, and uh, favorite worship genre, okay. band yeah. or artist. Um, man, that's hard, man. Um, I like a lot of people, but I think, of course, what's what's popular now is is and it's a maverick city music uh but i like i love kj scriven um he's an artist uh travis green and i love um him kurt franklin um okay and so uh yeah and then uh mosaic okay in california I think. okay yeah. yeah um uh i visited there some time ago um so hey, if you want to see Terrell in worship mode, uh, Google which video was it that yeah, you were in? You uh, were percussionist, right? Yes, I was one of those I'm guys you just mentioned. <laughs> the Travis 
Green video. Um, um, What's the song? I, and I think it's called, it's Made Away. Yeah, Made, made Away. away. Yeah. Travis Green made a way just google that and wait a little while until they get around and start filming the percussionist back there dancing up a storm yeah, while that he's was, going that yeah, that's terrell that and he's me. singing that and dancing. terrell um how did you meet christ just briefly i know yeah. you grew up in the church but you said it wasn't until sometime later that yeah. you heard and responded to the gospel yes um so i i grew up lived in um a Pentecostal church and and it was an all black church and um and and I'm thankful for it uh but uh there was some some different teachings uh, that allowed me uh, to like uh believe that once I messed up I like had to get saved all over again mm-hmm. and so that was uh the pattern of my entire life and I was tired of it and uh, like weekly almost? weekly yeah, yeah. I, I, and I would. And then I was so hard on myself, too. Um, and so especially uh, during my college years, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I'm I am I'm nothing. Like, and so and every Sunday I was at the altar and like, all right, mm. I'm got to get saved again because this is how I'm going to get to heaven. And um, and so one day and this is a really brief story. So and I would would like a love to me like a like and talk about it with anyone who's listening. Okay. But um but one day and, and I was like, man God, is this like all you are? Is this it? Like just me messing up and then I'm like, all right God, I'm sorry. I need to get saved again. And um and 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 I think he showed me like no. And so through um a cousin of mine um and he left and came back and he was like, man, I like heard this really good news. And I was like, okay. And then, and like <laughs> he shared the gospel with me, Okay, you know, and, and it was so far fetched that I'm like, this isn't real. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, and I was like, and it's, is I'm laughing. Excuse me. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's weird because I'm like, how could it have been so far fetched? And, um, but yeah, so and it was so. Far-fetched. What was it about the gospel that seemed specifically that yeah, seemed far fetched? The 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 struggle, the biggest struggle uh, 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 that I had was like once I messed up, like I'm cast into hell if I die right now. God hates me all God over again, hates or me, something like. And I'm not good enough. And this gospel uh, is the opposite. Hmm. It is the direct opposite of like no, He loves you. Uh, uh, despite the wrong uh, that you have done, and he doesn't love you more by doing the right things either. Like he just loves you, mm. like because you are his. Like uh, my son, um, he's four, and and like he could get on my nerves all day, or he could be the sweetest boy all day. But I would love him the same mm. because he's mine. Yeah, and that's where his identity lies, and so. That is the part of the gospel that it was just hard. Okay. I was like, is this, okay, this is something that, this is different. And so, and so he shared it. I was like, I don't know. You know, he shared it for like an hour. He was talking his face until it's blue, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, man. And so I went home that night and it was late that night. And I was uh, laying in my bed and he was, um, and I fell asleep. 
And I just heard this audible voice saying, um, Terrell, you know, just in desperation. Hmm. And um, and I think back and I'm like, man, like that voice really sounded desperate. Like, God, that's how much he loved me. Desperate for me huh. as as. And so it's just. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. And so and then I was like, oh, God. So I woke up and I was like, no, 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 no. This is weird. Somebody called my name. And then, um, oh, yeah. And then uh, uh, not only that, um, there was a banging at of, of my window huh. as they were calling my name. Like, Terrell. And then, like, it's almost like uh, uh, that the window was cracked. That's how hard it was beating. Um, and so I woke up. I looked around. And then I walked to the window. And I'm like. There's nobody there, and I assessed the window. There was no crack. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. So, and I walk out. I'm like, uh, did anybody else hear that? I guess not. And so I was like, all right. And I just I ch- chalked it up a, to a dream. And then I laid right back down. I fell asleep, and it happened again, louder. Huh. And and uh, and then knocking on the window, the beating on the window was harder. And and they were like, Terrell. And then I popped up and then I looked at uh, and, and like the window again. And I'm like, man, this is not this looks perfectly fine. But but and then the voice said, do you dare to like a believe? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as I look back and I'm like, man, even the belief in God is a gift. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. um and and I was like, God, I don't know this God, and I know the old God, but I don't know this God, but I dare. And so wow. I called my, my cousin, and that uh, uh, morning, like 5 or 6 o'clock that morning, no sleep that night, and uh, I was like, hey, I want to get baptized. God, and so I went uh, to Funny Lake Norman, um, um, down the street and and I was baptized and as I went under I felt um, I saw audibly like these big arms and hands just mm-hmm. hug me just hug me and I felt this warm feeling as I came back up and it was and it was cold outside too huh. and so that's when those moments is when I knew that God is really real and that he wants to actually meet you. And and that has been the catapult of me sharing like who Jesus is. Just knowing just wanting people to know that he's he's really good, that he really loves us, that he's really real. And um and I think that's a game changer for me, what that was, and I think it is a game changer for everybody. So well, um, I have a few of my most indelible encounters with God and yeah. His love for me through Christ that I find myself at times when I'm teaching the Word mm. to the church and I'm invitational 
and I almost I see that moment. Yeah, I feel that feeling right. that I have with the Lord that is unshakable. Right, and I'm. It's like in my human sense, I'm willing. I so want. I see it as like a like an apple hanging right. out in front of everybody, just to be plucked. And I so. It's hanging there by grace, wow, and, and I, I, I so, and so I appreciate hearing what your sense that yeah. that moment, um, the scary moment in the room of am I going to dare even though I don't know everything, right? And then the secure moment yes. coming up out of the water. Yes. Well, how cool that happened in North Charlotte in mm-hmm. the university area, yep. and then your yeah. baptism here in Lake Norman. Yeah. So now you're. Connected with a predominantly Lake Norman yeah, church to expand this witness to the university area full where there's circle. need. Thank you for yeah. laying yourself out here today and yeah. being here, Terrell. Yeah, it is absolutely my honor, and I look forward to learning from like um, this guru guys that you have for pastors, uh, Mike Moses. And so I've <laughs> already been astonished of what he has taught me just in and conversation so i am um i'm very excited about uh uh the future of lake forest well here he is our newest lead pastor in the lake forest family of churches along with me michael flake aaron gibson victor Mm -hmm. leal and now you belong and you it's a little known secret around here no pastor gets hired Mm. in the lake forest family churches i mean Obviously, they need to have the track record like Terrell and the stamp of God on their giftedness. But Mike Moses just has to like them. Because <laughs> we're going right. to be hanging out a lot. Right, and, a lot. Uh, and and so I'm looking forward to hanging out yeah, a lot likewise, with Terrell. Likewise, man. Likewise. All right. That's Ask LFC podcast for today. We will talk to you all next week. We'll talk about the role of technology in our lives from a parent who is also a tech executive. See you later. Bye. See ya.